Welcome to episode 15 of the Crane Cares Community Podcast. I'm Michael Hostetler, Vice President of Marketing for Crane Credit Union. Today on the podcast, we have Chance Sizemore. Chance is the CEO of the Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce and the Lawrence County Economic Growth Council. This nonprofit local economic development organization was formed to support growth of Lawrence County businesses, including startup support, workforce solutions, and technical assistance, which promotes investment that improves the quality of life for its citizens. On this podcast episode, we discuss how current events are affecting economic growth in Lawrence County, as well as how changes in education and job skills training are ensuring sustained local economic growth in Bedford and surrounding areas. Enjoy. Hi, Chance. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Mike. And thanks for having me. So, Chance, you know, we've had uh, the opportunity to talk a little bit already this morning about, you know, what you're doing in Lawrence County and current events and the things that are impacting uh, Lawrence County businesses and its residents. So I kind of want to start off with, you know, a really timely question with the, with the current events of, of today and what's happening right now. Um, you know, things like high gas prices that consumers and businesses are starting to deal with. Of course, the, the situation in uh, Ukraine and uh, the stock market doing something different every day based on those events. So, you know, let's start talking first about, you know, what's happening right now in Lawrence County and what type of impact those current events are having on uh, businesses in the area. Yeah, uh, I, I think the first thing you, before I start like jumping into, you know, some of the, the issues that we're having, uh, Lawrence County is also kind of in a unique situation right now. Uh, we have a couple of very large projects going on concurrently in Lawrence County, that's kind of will skew our our, uh, um, our local economy a little bit um, in a in a positive way. Um, brings on some challenges and things like that. But uh, so for those who may not know, or even where Lawrence County is at, we're we're just south of you know IU and Bloomington um, with City of Bedford kind of as our, our county seat, uh, and the community just south of Bedford is Mitchell, Indiana. Um, and they're home of a fairly significant sized cement facility um, that's operated by Lehigh Heidelberg. And so in 2018, they announced a $650 million project um, that is currently being built. So there are between five to 700 um, construction workers in our community right now coming from uh, Texas, South, local folks. So you have this influx of workers. Um, if you try to get a hotel room in Lawrence County right now through the week, good luck. Um, everything's booked. Um, so our hotel rooms are full. Our drive-throughs and our restaurants are packed. As soon as they get off work, you know they're they're going out eating. Um, and so our local economy is getting a, a nice boost from those construction projects and those construction workers, um, GM is putting in about $50 million to do um, the electrification of the Silverado. Um, and so that's being worked on right now. So there's another group, another big investments happening uh, in the Bedford area. Um, so you know, overall, if you're looking at Lawrence County, things are great. Um, you know, We're moving forward. Like the rest of the country, we're sitting at extremely low unemployment numbers. You know, 
right around that one to two percent. Um, so historically, you know, that would be greater than full employment. Uh, you know, everybody's hiring, everybody's needing help. Um, you know, the pandemic it shifted where the workforce lays, um, and, and so it moved a lot of people out of that service industry um, and, and even into some higher wage jobs. So there's a lot of pressure right now for employees, um, wages. You know, when you see signs just about everywhere you go for hiring, um, that drives up you know your average wage. That drives up um, that competition for our local employers. So, uh, you know, there's some some really going into kind of the economics of things. You know, there's some positive pieces to that. You know, increasing the wealth of our locals. Um, you know, our citizens. You know, hopefully have better opportunities and to be able to get jobs if necessary. Um, from the employer standpoint, you know, there's some difficulty you know, getting enough workers to even fill orders. Um, you know, going in that global event, you know, mentioned gas prices and you know, war or, you know, just the lingering impacts of the shutdowns where you now have um, what used to be a couple week lead time now is six, eight months lead time for product. Uh, it's delaying everything down the road. So, you know, you're talking about, you know, housing construction taking a little longer. You're talking about housing remodels taking a little longer. Um, most of my folks have seemed to be able to manage right now, um, but you know there's concern when you start talking about, you know, if you're you're a supplier to somebody that's just in time manufacturing, and you're now looking at you know double or triple the lead times to get your raw materials, um, you know, there's some some major concerns on you know what's this look like going forward. Um, Obviously, gas prices impact shipping and um, transportation options. Um, you know, inflation is causing some issues with you know um, some folks trying to you know just survive. And so, you know, if, if every time you're going to the gas pump or to the grocery store or buying things, you know, you're expecting to see the, those numbers tick up. Um, you know, at some point in time, there's a point where you have to say, you know, it's it's no longer worth me taking that extra trip or spending that extra money here. So, you know, that consumer market, which drives so much of our economy, um, are, are things that, you know, I'm paying attention to. We don't, as the local side, we don't have a lot of control, obviously, of the national um, trends. You know, you just kind of kind of ride the wave and, and manage the best that you can. Um, but uh, it, it is something that, you know, we're cognizant of and we're paying attention to um, as, we look to try to be able to assist our companies. Yeah, and amidst all that, you know, one of the reasons I reached out to you, Chance, was I saw a um, an article uh, through LinkedIn on the Southern Indiana Business Report about uh, this new opportunity that uh, Lawrence County has uh, with a company called Civic Lab. And mm -hmm. uh, I'll just read kind of directly from the article. Uh, the Lawrence County Economic Growth Council uh, was chosen by Civic Lab as one of five rural partnerships across the country to participate in a two-year initiative to improve higher education and workforce systems. So, so you talked a little bit about that uh, with the previous question, but um, can you explain a little bit more what this will mean with this um, partnership with um, uh, this new rural partnership and how that's going to, to help Lawrence County? Yeah, uh, 
So I want, I want to take a little bit of a step back in answering your question. So um, pre-COVID and pre-pandemic, um, back when we were, you know, in those 2% unemployment rates, um, my executive board and, and my team were looking at how do we make sure the folks who are available in our community are qualified to work uh, and to work in the open positions that are in the community. And so we started a pretty robust um, workforce development program um, headed by Joe Tenbrook um, from, from my team to really start bringing some of those people who don't qualify or have issues to kind of that next step. So that, you know, maybe they don't have their high school diploma and they don't qualify for even an entry-level position at some of these jobs. So let's get them that. Let's get them to the next level of training. Let's get them to, um, you know, maybe they have, you know, some partial college. And so let's get them finished there, get some certificates. So how do, how do we give people a real career path rather than just a, a, the entry job? Um, and so we were fortunate enough to get a grant um, back then from the state of Indiana uh, under their skill up programming to really get this kicked off and going. And, and from the beginning, what we didn't want to do was recreate programs or create programs that were unsustainable. And we knew this had to be a systemic approach to workforce development if we were going to have any real long-term impact. Um, and so through that process, we really developed uh, a lot of really strong partners with our industry, with our academia, with our K-12 organizations. Um, and so you know, the civic lab program, when that opportunity presented itself, we were looking at, okay, from the get-go, we were talking about systems. We wanna create systems. We, we want things to be part of this bigger network. Um, and so civic lab is known globally and across the nation as a partner who can help create those systems. And so we wanted to take our existing partnerships and elevate those so that um, it's no, we are no longer required to have, you know, a person who's managing, just trying to figure out who's doing what. Um, and so ultimately our hope with this program is, can we create mechanisms so that we don't have to have to think about, okay, what's this organization doing? Are they off you know, doing their own thing? Um, that the community is working together to accomplish these goals. Because um, everybody is talking about the same issues and they overlap a lot. Um, but um, our ultimate goal with this is let's get everybody at the table and create mechanisms for us to, to collaborate appropriately uh, and um, not duplicate resources and, and, and not kind of go off and work in, in our own little silos. Right, and, and that kind of leads to my next question. You know, how do you see uh, jobs and, as well as education changing in Lawrence County? I mean, there's been some really interesting initiatives that I've, that I've read about, you know, one being your um, introduction to local jobs and skills uh, which I believe you said just had your your largest class to date. Um, how important is for you to kind of change how training and education works so folks are ready for these new jobs and new opportunities? 
Yeah. Um, you know, with the pace of, of change of, of, you know, the work environment, um, you know, even pre pandemic, you know, we were seeing, you know, talking about automation and digitalization of, you know, work. And so, you know, if you look back pre internet, you know, People were going to the libraries and books and then researching you know, what used to take weeks or months is now taking hours or minutes. Um, and so now we, we keep seeing this pace, um, you know, faster and faster. <laughs> Ultimately, you know, if I could do anything to improve our economy, it would be to get every single citizen in our community to value and become lifelong learners um, you know, no job is stagnant and no job is going to look the same today as it will five years from now um, whether that be you're in an office environment you're in remote location working um, you're on a podcast uh, you know on um, some digital uh, platform um, you know it seems like every company's adopted some sort of zoom or zoom like um, piece to their company now where you no longer have to drive, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours to have a meeting. You can, you can do it from, you know, the comfort of your, your office, your home. And so um, when we started thinking about how do we impact these companies and how do we impact these people, um, you mentioned Iljaz. And so that actually came out of um, a program that NSWC Crank was doing. Um, Vic Maximinko over there was doing some kind of introductory training for his um, maker, makerspace. And so it was a 40 hour, let's get you the basics class of four different um, skills. And so we said, you know what? We'd like that approach. And so can we get a group of people together um, who are maybe underemployed or unemployed who don't have you know the skill sets and, and see if they have the aptitude and the desire um, to work in these spaces. So you know we partnered with the, the North Horns Career Center, um, you know, and um, we've revamped that entire space. Um, pre our work, you know, they were running off of equipment from the 70s and 80s. They had one CNC machine that was kind of retrofitted. Um, now, if you walk into their space. You know, it's, you know, a floor full of hot CNCs and looks like a modern manufacturing environment. And so we said, how do we get the adults in here working? Uh, and so we really started targeting um, the justice involved folks. And so, you know, if you're in probation or just got out of jail, um, you know, your employment prospects um, are directly tied to your recidivism and your ability to get yourself out of that situation that you may have been in beforehand. <laughs> and so we said, you know what, let's, let's give these guys some basic education. And, and so it's now merged to about 50-50 where we have, you know, that last class, we had you know, half of them coming from, you know, some sort of justice involved um, programming. The other half were just people in the community who wanted additional skills so that they can you know, take their or their work to the next level. Um, and so we worked through them. Uh, this previous class was construction, um, manufacturing and machining, uh, welding, and some um, health related um, activities. And then they also walk away with kind of a career plan. And so, you know, did you like welding? 
Okay, well, you know, some of them actually got their welding certification while in class. If not, here's how you go get your welding certification through Next Level for free. Um, we've sent two people to coding school. You know, if you didn't like any of this stuff, you like, you know, you like IT, you like coding, you like, you know, whatever it is that you want to go, can we provide the resources for you to get there? Um, and a lot of these folks have no idea that these programs exist where, you know, you know, maybe they're at an income threshold where you know, they get free training through next level jobs or they can, we can find them an employment partner who is willing to train them. So, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've seen, you know, people, um, we've had a, a woman go, literally just got out of prison, um, go through our program. And now, you know, she's been promoted twice at her current job. She's making over $20 an hour. Uh, you know, she's doing well for herself and her family, uh, you know, because, you know, there are people who've, who cared um, and are willing to, you know, stake a little bit of their own reputation to back these folks. Yeah, that that's fantastic work because it's, you know, it's something that we talk a lot about uh, in, in the, the financial world, you know, personal finances, you know, what happens when people get in these situations where it's a never ending cycle of just bad stuff happening. Like, like you mentioned, you know, if, if you're in prison, then, you know, what happens when you get out and how do you get a job and how does your past affect that? You know, how does it affect your finances going forward? So it's really impressive to see you addressing situations like that and also endearing to see the willingness of people who, who want to work and, and get better and ultimately, you know, help improve their community, um, which kind of leads to the next question. You know, you list a few things on your website about what you're doing to help improve life uh, in Lawrence County for citizens themselves, not just not just businesses. So that includes startup support, workforce solutions, technical assistance. Um, are there any other stories that stick out to you like that from, you know, being in your position for the last six years of something that's really uh, manifested that really rang true and had a big effect on someone's life in Lawrence County or a business? Yeah, I mean, there's no one. So what we've seen going through this process is a lot of these folks um, have multiple issues that are compounding. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you may not be involved in the justice system, but you know, you've come from an environment where you know maybe there's drugs at home or, um, a good example, we work wonderfully with our, our judges and our prosecutor, our public defender's office. Um, and so one of the things we found out was you know, one of the inhibitors for people getting to their jobs was they didn't have a driver's license. Okay, well, why don't you have a driver's license? Well, they drove because uh, they got busted driving without a license because they didn't have the money to pay the fee for the ticket that they got. Uh, and so or they didn't know how, they didn't know that there was like a, a language service provided to be able to take your driver's license test. Mm -hmm. And so you'll start looking at these folks and what was a $75 speeding ticket is now, you know, several hundred dollars of combatant fines, lost the license because they couldn't afford to pay the ticket and they had to still get to work. And, and so you see these combatant things. And so we, we started talking to the judges and the system is like, well, if I have the capacity, some of those they have the capacity with the fees. And so the judge was like, you know what? If you go through these programs, we're going to waive this fee 
and we're going to get you the ability to get your license back, get into your car and then make it to work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, though, you know, it's not like they're hardened criminals or out, you know, doing something. They were literally just trying to survive. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the budgeting process earlier. Well, you can't budget if you don't have any money. Uh, it doesn't matter how good you're budgeting if you are, if you don't have enough money uh, or not making enough income to, you know, pay your bills, uh, you're going to be in this spiral. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, seeing that, you know, we've, Hoosier Uplands partnered with us to, uh, um, they've actually put a, a local attorney on retainer to help some of these folks, you know, go through the expungement process or go through um, the the licensing um, process so that, you know, they're not now paying for an attorney on top of everything else so that they can get their lives back in order. Um, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun um, seeing that one. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier the Career Center, um, our communities really rallied around that space um, and, you know, gave them, you know, significant investment. IU Health um, was looking at their equipment and said, you know, we have a bunch of training equipment that we no longer use. It's outdated for us, but it's still usable. Mm-hmm. It's still relevant. You know, it's stuff that we have sitting in a warehouse, um, you know, waiting for us to, to need when we probably won't need it. So they, they really just started trucking this equipment to the career center and say, you know what, here's our old hospital bed. Here's our old practice dummies. Here's the stuff that we're no longer using, but it's much better than what you currently have. And so, you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment um, went from sitting in a warehouse to being applied um, for our future nurses or future CNAs. Um, you know, and that's, that's real world impact um, that our, our businesses are having. Um, and it, ultimately all it took was somebody to be aware of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's key. Listening first and foremost and digging into these individual issues. That's, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, digging into your background a little bit. Um, you know, you, you previously worked, um, in the Evansville area, um, in economic development and, uh, also as director of entrepreneurship and innovation development for, um, the growth Alliance of greater Evansville. So, uh, so crane has branches, uh, in both those communities, both in, uh, Lawrence County and in Evansville. Um, you know, what kind of similarities and differences do you see between those two communities? And were there things you learned in Evansville that you've been able to apply in Lawrence County or are they kind of the same or, um, you know, what's, uh, what's that ex- experience and transition been like for you? A kind of larger 10,000, you know, foot view, you know, if you look at what drives the local economies, you know, you still have manufacturing as kind of the key, one of the key components uh, of the space, you know, developing networks and those building those relationships while, at, you know, with more people and more resources, at Evansville, the, that part of the job is the same, you know, who's doing what, who are the people who are making the impact and how do we get the resources to those people? Hmm. Uh, ultimately, similar. Um, the, the, probably the biggest change that I'd, I noticed was where we were at on the kind of the innovation entrepreneurship scale. Um, and, and part of that's due to size and density of community. Um, and then what 
resources. So if you if you look kind of where entrepreneurs and how they develop um, outside of, you know, when we first think entrepreneurship or startup companies, we think, you know, tech, we think um, Zuckerberg's, the Bezos's, you know, dropped out of college, created this cool thing at a really young age and, you know, immensely successful. Well, most entrepreneurs are actually towards the back end of their career. Um, they have experience in a field and they, they decide to leave that field to create something uh, where they saw a, a hole. And so um, I got to work with some really cool people in Evansville um, who you know just wanted to see, especially the tech community grow. And so yeah, like Drew Perrin down there who you know started doing tech on tap. Um, we got to do launch kind of Evansville's first co-working space. And that was, you know, I think at that time there was only three co-working spaces in Indiana. Um, when we launched ours and then we did makerspace and you know we kind of uh, and then see um, gauge the, the company i work for expand those uh now as part of its e-rep um you know really grow those uh, footprints and evansville was really rewarding to see um but when i got to lawrence county you know i started getting people calling and said okay you know you know entrepreneurship here's what i want to do and so it took me a while to reframe because I wasn't getting tech clients coming in. I wasn't getting, you know, hey, I want to start the next great, you know, whatever social media or um, technology driven company. It was, hey, I have experience um, manufacturing pressure vessels, um, you know, and I feel like there's an opportunity for me to move out and do my own fabrication work. Um, I want to start a small business. Um, maybe it's a, you know, a boutique or, and so it, it really shifted from what I would call most traditional entrepreneurship to small business development. Um, and we're, we're fortunate we have great partners in like the, in the state of Indiana has small business development centers, resources that provide, um, more than, you know, even I can, uh, at a local level but reframing my mindset to say, okay, you know what? Maybe we are not ready yet for a co-working space. Um, we're looking at one now um, as we transition, but it would be more remote work oriented and less technology innovation oriented. Uh, and that's fine. Um, you know, you gotta provide what, what your community needs. So um, just understanding where your community's at and that kind of, you know, I firmly believe almost everything in the world is on a scale um, and, you know, you know, one end you have no innovation on the other end, you have, you know, the old Silicon Valley where all, you know, seemed like all the innovation was coming out of at a, a point in time. Um, and so somewhere between that, your, your community lies and how do you move them up that scale? Um, and so really when I started here was, how do I even get the message across that this is an opportunity that you, know, you can go out and risk um, and have that risk to start a company? And there's resources out there for you to do that. But here's how you do it properly. And here's how you do it. Um, here are the mechanisms in which you can take that risk without, um, you know, going bankrupt or, um, you know, putting your family's livelihood at stake.
Yeah, we've heard that from several community partners about that being such a challenge is that people just not knowing what resources are available to them and how many people are willing to help to make uh, their dream work and come true. Because as you touched on, when those things work, it, it's for the betterment of the entire community. You know, everyone eventually benefits from, from that individual success. So again, you know, salute to you to, to having those things available for um, people in Lawrence County and, and in uh, and how um, you know you can help improve the the local economy as a result. Um, so, so we're getting close on time, Chance. And you know, one of the things that you know we want to be as a podcast is also a resource for other um, banking and credit union professionals uh, to uh, to discuss how they can better interact with their community and, and try and solve some of these um, developmental issues that do hinder. Um, economic growth and uh, issues such as education and housing and transportation and things like that. So uh, in your position, um, what role do you think that uh, financial institutions, uh, banks and credit unions um, play in promoting um, this local economic growth that you work on um, every day? Yeah, um, I think that beyond the obvious of access to money, um, you know, it's, there's a couple of things that I think banks credit unions play an important role um, in that process. One is um, just engagement. Um, and so you know, one of the best ways for me as an economic developer in the traditional space is, you know, say I'm doing a an attraction or a tension or an expansion project, you know, Cold calling only works so well. You know, people know that you know. Ultimately, I'm the salesperson for Lawrence County and the city of Bedford. And, you know, I will, you know, and we bust our butt to make sure that you know we provide opportunity. We want people to come here. We want to see people. You know, love the community as much as we do. Um, but those relationships that exist in banks and credit unions, you know, hey. You know, if you're sitting with a client and you know, their cash looks good, you know, they're talking about maybe expansion. Hey, you know what? Talk to your local economic developer. You know, go talk to you know, Chance or your counterpart uh, or my, one of my counterparts. And pretty much every community has one. So go talk to them. See what, see what resources are out there. Um, see if they can help you identify a location. Um, you're, you're having challenges with people. You know, are you engaged with you know, the local workforce development? Um, groups, you know, so being able to promote economic development and their resources through your connections. So, you know, if you're out in a community and you see something, you know, I'll, you know, pick on you for a little bit, you know, if you're in Franklin, Indiana, and, you know, maybe you're in a community three towns over and, hey, I think you would be a good fit um, if you decide to expand uh, for Franklin, Indiana. You, know, you need to come, you know, you need to, you know, if you ever consider that idea, Go talk to, you know, my, here's my economic developer's contact information. Reach out to him. We think you'd be a good fit for Main Street. We'll be a good fit for the community. Um, and those connections do what that means, you know, we're not cold calling. We, you have, a, may have a better understanding of that growth potential. So that's a, that's a big one. Um, every person in the community can do that for us. Uh, the other side is, you know, you know, when it comes to money, you know, 
a lot of the, one of the biggest um, downfalls of almost every company is, you know, access to capital. You know, do you have enough capital to work through those early issues? Do you have enough um, capital to get set up, get the machinery needed? And so um, banks and play, you know, a key role in taking, you know, a chance on those companies. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, banks are in kind of that risk mitigation world where, you know, you know ultimately you want to, you know, you want to earn revenue and get interest and lend money, um, but you have to have, you know, that capacity to mitigate those risks. So being able to work with those companies and say, okay, you know, maybe you're not ready yet, but, you know, here's other resources, you know, those micro lending programs to get you ready for us, or you're right there. Here's a program that we have that, you know, helps, you know, maybe it's an SBA loan, um, you know, help, it helps reduce our risk um, as a banker lending institution, but now we can lend to you and, you know, that local control, you know, we trust chance to pay us back. We're going to take that little extra risk that maybe a, a, a big national institution isn't capable of doing. Right. Yeah. Like politics, uh, you know, the old adage, uh, everything in politics is local. Uh, same can probably be said for business as well. Yeah. You know, re relationships are, you know, the primary driver of some, you know, you know, on the, you know, even on a large national scale, you, you see economic development projects listed, you know, you know economists or, you know, the, the names they are out there and they often talk about, you know, what they want to push, you know, they won this project because they had education. They won this project because, you know, they gave a free building or whatever, you know, and, and those are absolutely out there, but there's also projects that happen because they're, you know, you've developed a personal relationship with somebody and you made the list because, you know, you, you have that relationship. I'll, I'll never forget my first economic development project that I worked. You know, it was a guy who called me and um, I was in Evansville, Indiana at the time. Um, they were located there. They were looking at some expansion opportunities. Um, they needed some, some room for growth that their building currently didn't have. And his board of directors were looking for property and another community in actually a different state near their lake house. Um, that was it. They're, they're like, well, we're going to locate near where we want to vacation mm -hmm. or where we want to, we, we want our board of directors live near there. And so we're going to move our company to there. And so um, the CEO comes like, I don't want to move. We have a great workforce here. You know, we have to find a building. Can you help me do that? Um, and so fortunately, I was able to find. Um, well, actually ended up being is the building that his grandfather had started a company in, um, you know, 20 years ago um, and get him located and for him to go from 50 to 100 employees. Um, and it was all about, you know, we built a relationship uh, and we were able to convince his board of directors that this was the best move because um, of the resource they were able to provide. Awesome. Chance, it's been such a such a joy talking to you, and I'm sure we could keep going for forever about all the the wonderful work you're doing in in uh, Lawrence County and and um, you know so many of our members who who live in that area and surrounding communities and the impact of what you're doing. So let's just say that we'll have make sure you come back uh, sooner rather than later to give us an update on all the.
positive projects uh, in your area. Uh, but again, thank you for everything you're doing. And much like we do with every guest that comes on the podcast, thank you for being a leader in your community and helping out um, everyone, everyone around you. It goes a long way. So Chance, thank you for your time. And we look forward to having you back again. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, and uh, uh, look forward to uh, talking to you in the future. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Crane Credit Union, visit us online at cranecu.org.